Hello, hello. Surprise, I'm back. Missed a week or two. I know, what a terrible person. Life gets busy sometimes, you know? I'll still be doing episodes where I can as I do enjoy doing it. But yeah, I've just been taking on some new hobbies and making sure I'm still taking some time out to just relax and reset. Um, I think that's been a positive from the old panny is that people have gained a new perspective on making themselves their number one priority. You know, like that nine to five job is not the be all and end all of who you are. So yeah, just looking at the positives. So here we go. This episode, I'm going to be covering something that I don't feel has been covered all too much, but is shockingly prevalent, so demands some attention. When we think of an Olympian, we think of someone who might be nigh-on superhuman, an invincible, powerful person who can do the nigh-on impossible. And quite rightly, this status, however, does not deter some depraved individuals taking advantage of them and their passion for their own gain. Simone Biles was one such incredible individual and a gifted gymnast that was sadly a victim of a scumbag. Simone Biles was born on March 14th, 1997 in Columbus, Ohio, as the third of four siblings. Her mum was sadly unable to care for the children, so all four were sent into foster care. Her grandfather in Texas learned of this, so took her into his care and officially adopted her. She attended Benford Elementary School, but eventually switched to a mode of home teaching, as this allowed her to up her training regime to 32 hours a week. That is a crazy amount, almost a full-time job on top of schoolwork, and that thing young people do called socialising. Just wait until your mid-twenties, gang, you'll bloody resent everyone. She first tried gymnastics when she was six years old. Instructors recommended she stick with the sport, and that she did, beginning training at eight years old. By 14, she had got pretty bloody good and was now competing at a national level. Mate, when I was 14, I was happy getting a few kills on the Halo, let alone placing third on a national level. In 2013, she made her international debut, and just three years later, she was part of the Olympic squad. Smashed it then. At the 2016 Games, she performed incredibly well. At just 19, she won four gold medals and set the American record for the most golds won in one games. She was also chosen by Team USA to be the flag bearer at the closing ceremony, making her the first American female gymnast to do so. She garnered the reputation of being the best there ever was at what she did. She is beloved by many and enjoyed a stint on Dancing with the Stars, which is basically how you know you've made it in the US. Forget the gold medals. If you're sashaying for Tyra Banks, you have won. Surprising then was it when Simone announced she would not compete in the Tokyo Olympics. She was the best in her country. She could easily grab a bunch more medals and increase her already stellar record. She said in a statement that athletes should put their mental health first. Absolutely fair, and most people were supportive of the sentiment. She went on to say, It's okay sometimes to sit out even the big competitions to focus on yourself. It shows how strong of a competitor and person you really are. Again, very reasonable. Now, I don't want to exhale air into my own brass instrument, but I do have an A-level in psychology and English literature. With that unmatched experience, I wanted to point out that it's interesting to me she mentions the competitor aspect first. You're a strong competitor and person. Don't know, maybe it's just me, but I find that interesting and I think it may speak to how dedicated she was and how much of her life the sport took up.
Simone said she had been hit by the twisties, which is when your mind and body work against each other, you get disoriented, and you can botch the routines. This can obviously be very dangerous. In a sport such as gymnastics, a botch routine can lead to a serious injury or even fatality. Most assume this was an effect of the immense pressure on Simone, and maybe this is partially to blame. A few days later, though, she commented further and hinted at some darker reasons for her mental health battle. For years, Larry Nassar, a Team USA doctor that worked on a basis of trust with many young athletes, has sexually abused her as a child and teen. Simone courageously brought this to light, and a horrifically large number of athletes had similar experiences. Around 265 people were abused by 57-year-old Larry. He is currently serving a 60-year sentence for possessing indecent images of children, up to 37,000 of them. He also has a second sentence of 125 years for a campaign of sexual abuse on kids as young as six over the course of two decades. The word evil gets banded about a lot, but honestly, what other word is there for that sort of thing? I mean, I can definitely think of another four-letter word, to be fair, but even that one doesn't quite sum it up, and it's definitely not family-friendly. The scandal took an even greater scale when it came to studying the inaction of the governing body of the sport, the USAG. Nassau was being protected by the powers that be, and people in high places had lied about prior knowledge of what was going on. Sadly, it doesn't shock me anymore, that sort of thing. Huge media corporations, governments, royal families, they've all had these horrific secrets. Not naming any names, of course. Definitely not in the UK, though. No way. No one in USAG alerted the authorities. Some even sidelined the victims who spoke out, kept them from achieving their ambition as punishment for seeking justice. The bigwigs at USAG didn't want to stop the talent that was on their teams or the family-friendly, patriotic image they wanted to portray. Two lead coaches were found to be abusive as well. They verbally abused athletes, deprived them of food to keep them at a certain weight and size, and even made them work through agonising injuries. This, in turn, led the girls to being forced to go to Nassar as their doctor, like a horrible, self-sufficient, monstrous machine. Nassar essentially operated by grooming athletes. He acted friendly, was chatty and cordial with them. He snuck them snacks during physio. Whilst all this was going on, he was molesting them and essentially saying they were being treated or examined. This even occurred when parents were present but couldn't see what was going on. Even with the cover-ups that were happening, Nassar had been questioned before about misconduct. Complaints were not taken further by authorities. Another shocker. The exposure of Nassar led to a watershed where several coaches across America were also held accountable for sexual abuse of athletes. Similarly, any accusations were dismissed and no action was taken. The CEO of USAG, Steve Penny, was arrested in 2018 for tampering with evidence in Nassar's case. He removed documents pertinent to the case and deliberately misled police. He is currently awaiting trial. Now, luckily, Simone is doing well, as are many other athletes who are finally being supported for these horrific crimes. She managed to win a medal as recently as August 2021. She was also pictured the other week having a great time at a Magic Mike show, getting a dance and stuff. She commented that the ordeal probably did have an effect on her mental health struggle. There are certain triggers you don't even know. The abuse could have affected me. 
She says the support has made her realise she is more than just the sport or the medals. What I think is great about this is that she was already a role model for many people for her career, but now she's also got this extra dimension of being a really brave individual and talking about surviving and improving the landscape she works in. She even says that the Paris Games of 2024 are not out of the question, so she may even return. Good luck to her if she does, more medals may be on the horizon. So, there we have it, gang. As I said, haven't heard that one be talked about much, but it's a relatively recent case, I suppose. At the time, I remember hearing about her stepping down from the 2020 Games, but not the aftermath of it, so I'm glad I came across it again and got more informed. Always a good thing, that. If you fancy updates on the show, do follow at John Doe Co Pod on Insta and Twitter and TikTok. Rate, review and subscribe on your podcasting app, please, please. Patreon is craving attention at patreon.com slash John Doe Co Pod. Uh, as I always go on about, it's mainly about supporting the show right now, but some cool bonuses coming soon as well as early access. Might convince me to be a bit more regular with my schedule as well, just saying. Feel free to DM any suggestions on what you'd like to see as always. Next time, what's afoot? An absolutely wild case with so many twists and turns and the breaking apart of an entire family. Join me next time for the tragedy of two brothers, the trial of Jeffrey Gillum. See you next time and thank you for being such good company.